Weekly Dishers. Welcome to the Weekly Dish. This is the Happy Thanksgiving show. Woo! Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Pre-Thanksgiving. So- <laughs> Pre-Thanksgiving. But this is technically the Thanksgiving show. Because yes. this is where the day that we talk about all things feast and fun and fabulosity. And I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are so excited that you're with us today, Dishers, because this is just like the Super Bowl for cooks. It is the it really Super is. Bowl for cooks. And yeah. I was thinking about... We have so many things to talk about, but I really? I want to lead off with, with Stephanie March wrote a great piece oh. about sort of foreign born American chefs yeah. that are now living here and sort of what their celebrations are. Well, imagine if you were so we all think about our Thanksgivings, right? We're, and this is we're going to talk a lot about traditions and things you love and stuff. What if and that, that like those Thanksgiving memories come from years and years and years of Thanksgiving that you have built up in your body and your brain and your family. What if? You had your first Thanksgiving when you were 30 years old. Think about that. Yeah. Like you didn't you just have came anything. To this country and yeah. you didn't know. You didn't know. And all of a sudden, people were like, oh, there's this day and we all sit around and eat a lot of food. And, and we just and do why? that. And why? And the biggest thing, so the biggest thing, so we talked to, you know, four different people from different countries who had come to America and experienced Thanksgiving. You know, Billy Sarenbot, who is the uh, Mongolian chef. We had, uh, we talked to Nico Giraud, the French wine guy. Um, we talked with uh, Bellon, who is uh, from Quebracho. And, um, and then uh, John and Lena from Zenbox. You know, and then what I thought was funny about it, they like each talked about their experience. And then Melissa from El Burrito, who's our show sponsor, yeah, she was like, you know, we like put mole on turkey. Like she had her own spin on it, and like her mom, they make a lot of times. Uh, they made turkey when they came here mm-hmm. with mole, so they Mexicanized it. But yeah. then they also do like a pork leg pernil, which is sort of a custom in Mexico for a big feast. Mm-hmm. So she was like, don't forget the the mole on your turkey. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, it's so, it's so different, yeah. right? Like you just, you come to a new land and you incorporate the new land's traditions as well as your own and you kind of hack it, it together yeah. and then it becomes yours. Well, and, and I think just even the funny, <laughs> the biggest thing that it seemed that everybody said was they came from these other countries and they came down to set the feast and they're like, what is that big chicken on the table? Like... It was across the board. They were all like, they were floored by the size of the turkey, turkey that came out. <laughs> and their cultures, they don't have turkey even as a protein. Like, it's not part of, like, that's a food. An Which animal, is weird. They don't eat. Why don't they have It's turkeys, just not native to their land. Turkeys you know? don't forage there. Yeah. yeah. And so they didn't, that just wasn't their part of their heritage. And so, like, can you imagine if someone was like, look at this giant warthog we eat, you know, and you're like, What? <laughs> What is what? this? I mean, I understand pig, like pork, but what like, is what this is this? Roast of pork yes. that we. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, they're all the same. And then I, I don't remember who said it was like they were like, oh, and you get to carve the turkey at the table, and they was like, why on earth would I do that? Like, yeah. why would we do that? There's the a re- carcass, there's a kitchen but... that we should be carving thing. Why would we do it at the table? Like, it's a body you're disassembling and. I mean, it was it was it was my it was one of my most fun articles to write because of just interviewing them. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah, it. It was fun, so that was good. Um, before we actually dive into all things Thanksgiving, and by the way, you guys, the phone lines are going to be open all show. So six five one six four one one zero seven one, and uh, just if you want to hang out, if you want to have some, if there's tips and tricks you want to offer, if there are questions that you are dying to get answered before we get into this whole feast thing next week, we are here for you. If you are in a panic about where to eat 
Mm-hmm. We've got, yeah, we've got restaurant options for you, too. Uh, we do have Chef Scott Pampu calling in later in the show. And he's going to talk a little bit about, we're going to make him answer to some of the trends that are happening in town. And then, you guys, in the second hour, we have the lovely Lynn Rosetto Casper on the phone. And so, this is a woman who has, of course, done the Splendid Tables turkey, you know, Thanksgiving show for years and years and years. And now that she's retired, we get her. Yay! <laughs> we are lucky to have her. So, we're going to have her on the show or later this show. Um, but first I wanted to talk about a, a couple housekeeping things to wrap up because you and I both did some stuff this week and I think people were, were excited to hear about it. So I wanted to touch base on it. Um, the first thing that we did, we did together was we, we went to crooners mm-hmm. and that was the first time that I ever said been to crooners, which is in uh friendly Fridley and right off of central. And it's a supper club that has live music in it. So. We, we had a really good time. We saw Aaron Schwab, who's our friend from Fox and she is just spectacular. Oh my God. If you love park. like dinner theater and the chanteuse and somebody with Cabaret. a big voice who's hilarious and funny and keeps it moving, it was such a great show. And we did a, we recorded a podcast, which was a little weird because we were kind of eating and then different people were coming in and sitting down with us, but we just kept recording. It was, it was released on Wednesday. If you want to hear that on our second helping, it's pretty sweet. Oh, good. Yeah. We talked with Mary T, who is the owner of crooners and sort of how she ended up with she the kind restaurant. kind of fell into owning a restaurant yeah, and she and has a whole a other story. day job. Yeah. You know, but it was great. Yeah. And so, you know, they have a lot of fun stuff coming up. It's got a lot of holiday shows and jazz things coming up. So I, we just kind of recommended the food i gotta say was just you know your basic supper club stuff don't yep. go expecting anything spectacular had a good lamb shank but yeah it, it was it, it was solid so i would definitely say that drinks were lovely um okay the other thing i did was i went to the sugar factory and i know that a couple of people were wondering people about are that. freaking out about how to get into this place is there like a reservation system no, or something I mean, there is but i think they just i don't think their phone lines are up okay i think that was the problem is that they had some phone issues actually at the place so people couldn't call but honestly you could walk by you could just go get out of your car and <laughs> you could go just, into the mall of america yeah, you have to kind of just go and and i mean that's that's maybe the best thing about the mall of america is like if they say it's a two-hour wait you have things to do yeah get a pager you, you can go and run they around text and you now they don't even page you how 1986 you. was know, that a pager um although i don't necessarily want them to have my phone number so i often ask for the pager so oh you're one of those i am i don't need you having my phone number um but it was interesting. It's definitely a sh- it's definitely a Las Vegas property property yeah. <laughs> concept. It's it is it is sugary. It's crazy. The drinks we had these huge bubbling frothy goblets, which are thirty two dollars per goblet. Which again, sixty four ounces of booze and such. Um, they're fun. You know what it is? It's fun. You know what it isn't? It's not delicious. <laughs> I can it's see. Just, it's just not delicious. And I can see like going in there and doing my Instagram story and yeah. la la la. I don't know. It the sliders, and- the little baby sliders that had multicolored buns, those were fun and they were good. And I can see doing it with kids. Like yeah. Ellie will but think do you, it's Would you hilarious. give your kid like a 30 to, or $25 goblet of sugar juice? No. Okay. No. So maybe a milkshake. The milkshakes were cheaper. They were like probably. twelve bucks. I'd probably get a milkshake. The milkshakes were good. Which has as the much actual sugar, milkshake but... was good. I wouldn't. Have, I didn't want to eat any of the stuff around it. It's but all. But then I'm like, why don't I just go get a really good milkshake somewhere? Yeah, because when was the last time you did that? I know. Well, I like frosties. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot eat frosties. You know why? Because in summer, I leave like 
during the summer, we'd get them on the way up to the cabin sometimes, yeah. and we'd leave them like in the car, and then we'd go to the cabin for the weekend because oh, we'd, we'd park right. our car somewhere and take a boat over. Yeah. And then we'd take the boat back, and we'd be packing up the car, and the frosty would still like literally Ew. be there Ew. in a frosty format. But it wouldn't be cold. No, but it would look kind of like a frosty two to three days later. Well, did you expect it to be like all molded? No, and stuff? but it made me never want to oh, eat one again because yeah. what is it doing in your stomach? Well, it's breaking down. Gross. S- sitting in the air and sitting in your body are two different, very different I things. I don't know. There's a Just lot of chemicals clear, to make you that You have thing. more chemicals in your body. <laughs> those than are the good chemicals. Those true. are my those probiotics. Those are the good chemicals. The probiotics. All right. So you went to the Celeste Hotel. I did. How was I it? did. I was, I was excited to hear about it. Beautiful. Like very beautiful um, little place to meet for a drink. It's next to the Fitzgerald Theater. Okay. Very beautiful bar. You're probably not going to go there a lot. That's what I feel. Yeah. Like there were a bunch of two tops, a nice marble bar, and the room is beautiful. And then there's like a long communal table in the middle that has tables on or chairs on either side, like a table for 24 probably. Oh. But like you're at a bar. Who wants to sit at a table of 24? Yeah. Like you're sitting well, like in a the, cafeteria. The ends will be sitting, the ends, both ends will be taken, and then some random humans will sit like right yeah, in the middle. Yeah, it was but. weird like that. And then there were three of us, so we couldn't sit at the two top. If we wanted to sit at the bar, if you're with... There's only like eight seats at the bar, right? Like or? maybe more than that, but okay. not much more. So, you know. It's a boutique little thing. Yeah, it's not really it's meant real to pretty. be... Yeah. And if you want to stay there or have like a night on the town and do a staycation, it would be fantastic. Oh. Okay. Um, but, you know, if I'm going to go and drink in a cozy environment, I'm probably still going to go to the St. Paul Hotel. I'm not going to lie. Okay. But it's beautiful. Check it out. Okay. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So, yeah, it was It was kind of like the, uh, it was a good place to have a, a French 75, put okay. it that way. All right. I think that works out. I think that checks out, too. Uh, all right, you guys, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have... The show, the Thanksgiving show. And so, again, phone lines will be open, 651-641. We already have one question, Stephanie. 1071, where? And you're going to answer it, because I know you do this, and I actually don't, but I feel like a fraud, because I don't. Okay. Well, also, I'm going to let you know that there is a uh, there is a question up on the Facebook page. I wanted to ask you two things. One, you either, either and or, you can do both, is to give us your most controversial hot take you know, we love our hot takes here on the show. And that would be like salad for Thanksgiving, yes or no? Right. Some people think salad's controversial at Thanksgiving. I just asked my sister, are we having salad? She was like, no, all caps. No. Yeah, we salad are. Is, how about soup? That's also controversial. It is. Because delicious. it's like a soup course is very hard to execute. And also it has to come before. So that means you can't really have your yeah. other stuff. So that's very controversial. The other one is if you don't want to be controversial, which I understand, you can tell us what you're most looking forward to. And for me, of course, it's eating that first turkey sandwich at 11 p.m. over the sink. All right. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> we will be Just right back. Say. Yeah. With lots of mayonnaise. All right. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by El Burrito Mercado. At Voyage Healthcare, we are still open and ready to see you for injuries, chronic conditions, med checks, and acute care. If you are concerned about safety, call to schedule a video visit. If you believe that you have been exposed to the coronavirus or are experiencing any symptoms, please do not come into the office. Call our coronavirus hotline at 763 763- 
587-7900. That number is also found on the voyagehealthcare.com webpage. Thanks, my talkers. At Voyage Healthcare, we are here on the journey with you. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Weekly Dish Thanksgiving show. The phone lines are open, 651-641-1071. You can call anytime, even if we're talking. We'll take a break. We'll take your call. We are just the, uh, we are the filler today. You are the guests. So (laughs) if you have questions or you need help with anything, just give us a shout, 651-641-1071, and let us know. Um, Stephanie, a call did come in okay. about what was your favorite turkey brine? Yeah, I so I always did this black tea and orange uh, bourbon brine. That's kind of been the most successful brine that I've used. And um, it, it is literally like I remember taking all of these, those twinings, you know, orange pico black tea and then orange slices, a mm-hmm. bunch of bourbon, a ton of salt and just mixing it all up together and then dunking the old bird right and in the old And do you think mix. you can taste that? Uh, you know what? It's It's been different. Ever. I can tell you that I think it's weird that I think some years it has been where I was like, wow, this is a, a much juicier, but also a much more like flavorful. Not like I can taste the bourbon and the right. tea in the turkey, but I don't ever, I've never in my entire life basted a turkey, nor will I ever. And so that is something that I was like, remembering that that brine was that had to be a part of it you know um so but i and then there's other years where i'm like i don't know i don't really notice a difference maybe i've bought a better bird and so the bird was good enough i don't know i feel like a fraud because i've never brined a turkey i don't well if i just you've don't put out turkeys that have worked then you're not a fraud well at golden fig they have like that's where i'm going to be picking up my turkey on wednesday and they have all the brining mix yeah and by the way if you have a frozen turkey right now if you want to be giving it, it's like one day for every four to five pounds in the refrigerator. To, to thaw. To thaw. So if you have like a 20 pound turkey, that bird needs to be starting to come to your refrigerator temperature. Yeah. Um, if you're, yeah, there's, yeah, that's true. So, you know, someone asked us a question on Facebook a couple weeks ago about if those frozen birds are already brined. And I remember saying, no, not unless they specifically, but I think what I, and I got, and it took me a little while to understand. Technically, yes, they have a salt solution injected because that helps the freezing process that makes it so that they're not crystallizing, you know, in the actual uh, tissue. So when you, so that when you, un, you know, you, when you thaw them, they're not as, you know, that's kind of a good still supple meat, but that's not the same as a brine to me. So do they have a salt solution injected? Most likely if they have the butter balls from t- cub and the rest, but it, to me, a brine is really like an herbed and flavored salt solution. So that's why I was saying they aren't six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. If we have any questions, feel free to call and ask. I don't know where I got that orange tea bourbon. I'm trying to, because uh, I don't, Google I mean, it. I found it. I, but I just didn't. I only found one on the Food Network and I'm not sure that that's the same okay. one. Okay. I will find it in the break. I know it. I saw it. I sent it to someone like a week ago. Okay. Yeah. If you um, could find it because then yours. we can post it. Oh, excellent. Okay. I put it so, somewhere. With that said, while we're waiting for your call, 651 I want to do something kind of weird and tell you about the hacks that you can get from your technology people. If you have like an Alexa or a Google Assistant, there's so many things you can do. Do you want to know? Like, I'm just going to give you some Alexa hacks, okay? okay? All right. And I have enabled all of these and been playing with them. It's hysterical. Okay. Okay. There's an Alexa Instant Pot skill. Yeah. Okay. So you just, you ask Instant Pot, 
pressure cooker friendly recipes. Alexa, give me a recipe for the instant pot for chicken. And she like goes, well, blah, blah, blah. You can blah, blah, blah with the blah, blah, blah. It's funny. Okay. It's hilarious. I'm, okay. I'm here. How about ingredient substitutions? I'll ask uh, Alexa. You're probably making people's things like goes off right now when you're saying that. <laughs> ask uh, Alexa, what can I use instead of buttermilk? Oh. And Alexa would be like, well, you could use milk with plain yogurt or sour cream. Right? Okay. Uh, Alexa. <laughs> what wine can I pair with my turkey for Thanksgiving? She'll give you a list. Uh, Alexa. I'm going to punch Alexa. <laughs> this is the thing with her. Like, you can have a nice Beaujolais. I know I can do Beaujolais. I know. Alexa, how many tablespoons are in a quarter cup? Okay, that I would be because if you're I, like those having Google- a recipe or doubling yeah. a recipe. But um, does she have to speak to you in such condescending tones all the time? <laughs> I mean, does it have to be like this, like, don't you want to flicker? Maybe if it was like a British, could you, can you enable like a British like pop stars voice so she can give you some sassy tips and tricks? Here's one that you would use for sure. Okay. Alexa, ask Epicurious. Alexa, by the way, do you notice that? Okay, go ahead. Ask Epicurious how long to roast a coffee cake. Ask Epicurious how to make a steak ask Epicurious. You like, know, I'm already wanting to punch goes- you right now. Like I already, this whole voice thing makes me want to punch you. I'm not kidding you. I'm having Alexa, like, tell me how to make an old fashioned Alexa, please be a Stepford wife. No, thank you. Have no originality. Have no vermin viv. I don't okay. know. I don't know. Here's I, another one. Okay. That's, okay. This so, is bad. Stephanie talking. Sorry. That's okay. Bad. Stephanie's making me laugh. Okay. That's my whole point. Okay. You can like say, Alexa, start the timer. Give me 30 minutes. Oh. So like okay, if you're so making it's an a pie. extra timer. Yeah. And then what does she do? She, does she go, hey, trashy whore over there with your <laughs> glass of wine. Put it down. Your pie's about to burn. No, I don't she think could Alexa she? is calling me a trashy whore. But that would but be fun, you. though, if you could enable it. It really would be. I know. Now, I know you are a wordsmith. You are going to like this one. Okay. Google Assistant can play Mad Libs with you. Okay. See, this is right up your alley. It allows players to create funny stories by filling in the blanks. And then Google, they ask for noun, adverbs, adjectives, and then it reads the story back to you. Okay. That's kind of fun. Okay, that's kind of funny. Uh, You can play, and I actually have these set up on my phone. Would you rather for family? (laughs) So, like, you can be at the Thanksgiving table. This is not a thing that should be recorded by an AI. Do you understand? (laughs) This is a problem. Here's my robot conspiracy theories. They're going to come all crashing in on this. Totally. And it's going to start at my house. My house is going to be like, because I'm always, Alexa, start a shopping list. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, wait. We do have a phone call. Do you want to take a phone call quickly? Yeah, for sure. All right. Jamie is on the line. Jamie, what is your phone call today about? Hi, um, I just have kind of a philosophical question about Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. Oh, Stephanie March is your gal. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I, I know. This is really directed at you. So I'm 39, and I have never made Thanksgiving dinner before, not even a pie. And But I like to cook, but I just I feel like it's kind of, you know, the elders who do mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner. So at what point in my life should I should I, like, take that on? Should you, you, at what point in your life should you take it all over and do it yourself, you're saying, or? Yeah, or like, like what age should I feel like I 
I should know how to cook a turkey. <laughs> I love it. How about now? <laughs> how about right now? I think, okay, here's the thing. I have a friend who lives, who just moved to Colorado, and she uh, is making Thanksgiving for the very first time herself. And I just told her she should watch this movie. Have you ever heard of this movie? It's called Pieces of April. And it's from the 90s. Katie Holmes is a woman who has this New York apartment, and she's making Thanksgiving dinner for the first time for her whole family. Now, she said little 20-something punker, but it is it is really an ode to anybody who is terrified to cook the Thanksgiving meal for the first time. And I'm just saying oh, that every great. time you do it, any time you do it is the right time. Okay, perfect. Is, is it like a Hallmark family movie? No, it's actually oh my a God. good movie. <laughs> it's hysterical. She drops the turkey at least twice, and oh. they still eat it. Yeah, it's amazingly funny and very heartwarming because it really is about like the giving of the gift of cooking a meal for someone and how sometimes that's hard to receive. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, thanks. That's a great place to start. All right. Thanks, Jamie. I love it. Philosophical Thanksgiving. Hey, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We do have Kelly on the line. Kelly, hang on, because we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have you, uh, we're going to chat you up. So we'll be right back. 651-641-1071 if you've got questions and you want to get on the line. Okay, we'll be right back. Weekly Dish. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Thanksgiving show. I have to tell you, we are lucky to have Chef Scott Pompu on the phone with us. Are you there, Scotty boy? Yes, I am. Good morning. <laughs> it's my favorite name of all time. I get to say it how I want the to say pampoozle? it. The Pampoozle? The Pampoozle. Right. Can, you can, as as per usual, pronounce it however you like. You got <laughs> verbed, like you got pampooed. Yeah, you're like a yeah. you're like a verb now at this point. So when yeah, when people meet me, they pronounce my name, and I'm like, oh, you must have listened. to Oh, you're a weekly song. disher. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to set the record straight right now on how to say your name? No. Okay, good. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, of course, is a friend of the show and has been on the show, has co-hosted before, has been on a Thanksgiving show also in the past, um, yes. and you are the chef at Four Bells right now, currently, and you're just Correct. cooking up a storm, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. We're cooking up a crazy Southern-inspired storm. Okay, good. And the holiday market and Holidazzle is right out there. It starts... Well, it already started. It started... Nope. Didn't it start yesterday? Nope. It starts on... Does it? It doesn't start till I thought holidays will start till Black Friday. Black Friday. Black Friday. Okay, great. Because it's going to be super fun. There's lots of fun things, and it's awesome to go to Four Bells, have a drink, go to Holidays, walk around, and then go back to Four Bells, have another drink, and eat some dinner. And you know what's even more fun about this is we are opening for Saturday brunch every Saturday from Holidays Small Business Saturday. To up until the Saturday before Christmas. Oh, so that's wow. amazing! And you Sunday brunch, but we're going to open Saturday brunch as well. So that's amazing. Cool. Okay, guess what? We have uh, two callers on the line who have some questions, and I wanted to get you queued up so that we could, in case you had some good answers for them. So let's start with Rebecca. Is that what we're going to start with? We start with Rebecca. Do you have a you have a good question about Thanksgiving, Rebecca? I do. So. I usually make like a bunch of little mini Thanksgiving dinners and take them to the homeless. Oh, nice. Well, but I'm lazy this year. I'm just going to own it. <laughs> um, and I don't have the time to cook it all and, you know, package it all up. Are there any places that have like smaller size dinners? To, you mean like to purchase and give or? Yeah. Like that I can just throw in the microwave, heat up and then take them out. Boston Market. Oh, really? Really? Yep. Where is there a Boston Market? Roseville. There's also one in oh. Richdale. Okay. 
they've yeah. got a hole and it'll be all packaged up. Really? And I also think you could go online to Honey Baked Ham because I think they have a ham situation that would be kind of similar. Okay. But I would also even just look at like Lund's Byerly's. I know that they have those meal kits, you know, that you can purchase. Even like oh, Whole yeah. Foods, those little ones. You could easily yeah. just heat those babies up and take them out. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. You well, then you, Rebecca, seriously. So, so can I just say, at the end of the day, yeah. her definition of lazy. Yeah, I know. By is the way, way cooler <laughs> than any of our definitions of lazy. So nice work. She's doing something. She's packaging herself up lazy. food for the homeless, yeah. and she's lazy. Let's yeah. a round of applause for Rebecca. Seriously, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kelly. Kelly is on the line. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. What's your question? Hey, I'm sorry. Um, I hate to disappoint. It's not like a traditional Thanksgiving question. That's okay. I was just wondering, what we're doing is um, we really love prime rib, and so it's not going to necessarily be like on the holiday, but we're just looking for like the best restaurant to go for just a super traditional prime rib. Ooh, super traditional prime rib restaurant. Yeah. I, I want to say, nothing, I know. Well, nothing, Scott, nothing you guys fancy. don't have prime rib, do you? Say that again? Um. We is as far as as far as prime rib, we just sold it last night as a special. Oh really? <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. I know. I can tell you some and, places. And, yeah, go ahead, because I I want to know these places too. I know, I'm right? A um, for prime rib. <laughs> so usually Manny's, JD Hoyt's, Jack's, yeah. Axel's, yeah. St. Paul Grill all I have it on the Axel's. menu. <laughs> Yeah. All uh, Axel's in Mendota. I would say no to Axel's. <laughs> oh, I like it there. <laughs> but they oh, all have it on the menu, hon. Also, what doesn't Lexington have prime rib? I feel like they do. They might have it as a special. Or like it's a not Sunday a night thing. Yeah. Okay. But Jack's definitely, for sure. Manny's always does. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, that's a great place to start. Thank you so much. Thanks, I Kelly. I go to Jack's because oh it's an yeah. old school spot. Oh. It's fun. I think I just hung up on Scott. <laughs> you can get... I would go to Jack's, honey. I should stop calling you honey. Sorry, that's patronizing. But go to Jack's because it's fun. It is old school. You can get a uh, pink squirrel after the meal or one of the... Uh, what are the green ones called? The grasshoppers? <laughs> or Brandy don't Alexander. Don't do that. No, yes, do don't it. do it. Do it. <laughs> don't do it during the holidays. Why? Do it in January. Bad Stephanie is not welcome on the Thanksgiving show. Okay, why? <laughs> Thanksgivings are not just... We're not we're Rockwell. People. We're not Norman Rockwell here, people. We are normal humans, which means we're going to fight with our families. We're going to te- we're have disagreements oh, with our we're sisters. Doing. We're fighting with our families. That's what we're doing. All right, Scott, are you back? Sorry I hung up on you. Oh, no, that's fine. Just, you know, pretty much normal. <laughs> pretty no much deal. normal for you. <laughs> How okay, it goes. <laughs> I want to ask you some fun... I want, I want you to help with some fixes. Like when things... Actually, this is a great thing. When things go wrong... You know, yes. how do you fix things? Like, what if you have gluey mashed potatoes? Okay, good. Like, they're over, they just are like glue. Yeah, how do you fix that? <sighs> yeah, you over, basically you over whipped or yep. over mixed and built up the starch. Um, so, first thing, um, if you're going to do mashed potatoes, I don't imagine a lot of people have a hammy, uh, uh, which is basically just a big, like, sifting screen, um, which you could press them through, and then you never really have the problem of gluey mashed potatoes. But, nope. you know, really the only thing you can do at that point um, is just try and loosen them up as much as I'd like to say you could, you know, loosen it and then thicken it again with, uh, you know, a cornstarch or something like that. 
you know, I, I've seen I've seen the trick of if they're gooey, you add a little more heavy cream or a little more butter. That'll help break down the starch, oh. and that's why it's gluey. Some people have used a trick um, which might work. I'm not going to say this is the absolute end-all, be-all, but if they do get too loose at that point, Add some instant mashed potatoes just to absorb that additional liquid and pull yeah, it back together yeah. again. to do that. Oh, so, that's smart. But yeah, it really comes down to the starch. I mean, at the end of the day, people, it's better to have lumps than to try and have that super smooth whipped glue fact, you know, glue yeah. factory on your plate. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. What, what do you do if you have? Uh, have you ever had to fix like a dry bird? Like when you cut into it and you realize how dry it is. Uh, you know, gravy and stock at <laughs> and, that point yeah. is your is your best friend. Somebody, um, yeah, somebody was saying putting it like in a baking dish and pouring like a chicken or like turkey stock or whatever and covering it and baking it quickly for like at three fifty for ten to fifteen minutes might help. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even go that far. I would just slice it really thin and get your stock, you know, boiling on the stove and pour it over and almost just let it rest. Oh, yeah. You know, baking it, baking it more. Yeah, you don't want to heat it up, something. maybe. Yeah, exactly. You just want it to get, you know, you want to get some moisture into it. I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. You know, it depends on how uh, savvy your guests are. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, how many times have we seen that beautiful brisket that's been roasted and it looks amazing and you put it in your mouth and, you know, three bites in, you're just like, oh, this is bone dry. This is overcooked. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough to go backwards on that one. Yeah. So. I think, too, serving it on top of the gravy. So you put the gravy on your platter and then you slice and arrange your turkey on top of the gravy. Sure. Oh. So sure. every piece can't really not have a little gravy on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If it's Well, dry. I just think. Yeah, I just think also, I mean, you know, in those situations, having that sort of bath of turkey stock at the ready is never a bad thing. That's a good idea. That's a good tip. tip. Um, Hot tip. Yeah. I like that. Okay, what about uh, mushy Brussels sprouts? Like overly, overly done. Is there any way to fix that? No, no, hell no. Throw them away. Right. 651-641-1071. No, don't throw them away. What you do... No, Ultimately, at that point, what you, what you should do is just take them, chop them up, and then they can go into, you know, uh, a sauce or a dressing yeah. like the next day for salad a or gratin. something like that, just to retain them. Uh, you, I mean, yeah, you could go that route. Take leftover, um, you know, if you there's any leftover more, vegetables. You just put yeah, a little cream, point, little breadcrumbs. Yeah. Maybe make I'll let you guys spread. argue this one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, but I did want to say, you guys, uh, you want to talk quickly about what you guys are doing for New Year's Eve? Um, yeah, we're doing a we're doing a supper club. <gasps> we're we are going we are going to break from the Four Bell Southern Charm for one magical night and get back to kind of our uh, northern roots. And um, I have been a sucker for supper club food for a long time, and I just think it, it's going to be a great fun night. It's going to be uh, prime rib. Uh, we're going to do shrimp cocktail. We're going to do bone marrow. We're going to do uh, trout almondine. There's going to be popovers. There's going to be French onion soup and crout. Um, all the classics. Um, it's going to be a la carte. We're going to have a tasting menu option um, that, you know, you can come in and you can make a reservation for. But 
for the most part, we just want to, you know, celebrate kind of the end of the season and, and if nothing else, the beginning of uh, the first of the year eating season is like, I, I like to call it January, yeah. February, and March is just time to eat. Um, so we, we decided to go that route and, you know, we're having a ton of fun with it, doing some testing. Um, so in the month of February, or January, or excuse me, December, come in and get your Southern thing and then come join us for a little Northern thing little northern. Uh, on New Year's Eve. Love yeah. it. Love it. Okay. Well, thanks for being here and thanks for being our, our chef on call and, uh, <laughs> hopefully you will have a good holiday yourself. As well as you, ladies. Thank All right. You. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, you guys, it is the Ask Stephanie portion. And we have two calls waiting. And we're going to start. We're just going to queue it up. So we'll be right back. 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls live. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. It's the Thanksgiving show. If you want to give us a call, the phone lines are always open. 651-641-1071. We have Jan on the line. Hi, Jan. What's up, Jan? Well, I have a question. I am doing two turkeys this year. Yeah, girl. And my first question is, you know, you see them in the ads anywhere from like 99 cents a pound to 5.99 a pound, organic, you know, just the regular old turkey. Is there much difference? And do you get what you pay for or can you get by with the cheaper ones? I would say that if you, so I order mine for my co-op and I have choices between Ferndale Market and Larry Schultz Organic. And this year I'm doing a Larry Schultz Organic mostly because they called me the other day and said, by the way, we don't have as big a one as you wanted in the Ferndale Market. So I'm fine with that. And I've done an organic one before. I can't say I find the difference between those high-end ones, between the organic and the uh, the Ferndale Market, which is raised naturally. But I do find the difference between those and the ones that are like the butterballs from Cubs and that kind of stuff. So for me, it there's it, there's a it's a different in the texture of the meat, I guess, is what I think. Okay. Um, and so that's I find that to be a thing. I don't find that the flavor of turkey varies that much. Although the natural unfrozen birds are the ones that um, that I you know that that I kind of feel like also have um they handle cooking better you know if you're wanting to do things to it like if you're doing like a different kind of a rub or a brine and all that kind of stuff those kind of birds seem to handle it better than the you know like the butterballs i guess here's here's what i'll say too usually at a grocery store the butterballs are more expensive they're considered like a premium than the grocery store brand or like Shady Brook, Honeysuckle, those other brands that they serve. I personally think there is no difference between those. Do you? But do you think there's a difference between those and yes. the ones that you order? Okay. Yes, yeah. I do. It's in the texture of the meat, just like you said. Yeah. It has a little bit of a gamier flavor in the gravy, I think. If you're um, using it for gravy. Yeah. But in terms of like, if you're standing in the frozen department and you're going to buy a frozen butterball or a frozen honeysuckle Genio or a frozen genio, yes, I just think they're all the same. Okay. Okay. And then if I'm doing two, am I shooting myself in the foot to try to do them the day before? No. Or should I do everything I can to bake them both Here's or what, cook them both the If day you are of? doing two and you're trying to make sure that you have time and hang out and space and everything else... There's a thing about cooking the turkey the day before that I think is, I think turkey is the thing that can be made the day before and then just warmed up because of the fact that, um, and I would not cut it, by the way. If you're going to cook them, cook them, but don't slice them until you warm them back up the day before, in my mind, because you want to let that, you don't want that air to kind of 
surface to air ratio kind mm-hmm. of a thing. If they stay in the bird, if you cook your total bird and then you slice it, bef- you know, you warm it up and slice it before. That's a good idea, I think. Ina Garten mm-hmm. has a great recipe for turkey the day before. Oh, great. It, I, I'll post it on the face on yeah. our uh, Facebook page. It breaks it all down. I also think, by the way, okay. one of my maybe controversial hot takes, I don't know if it is or not, but turkey does not have to be served hot. Nope. Like, turkey can be room temp, so you can even do it, like, if you're having a afternoon Thanksgiving, do it all in the morning, cut your turkey up, and then let it sit, and then warm that up that day, too. Okay. There's Good that. No, thank you. Okay, right. I'm posting the make ahead turkey and make ahead gravy on our Facebook page right now. Okay. We also have Gila who has been patiently waiting on the line. Hi, Gila. How are you? I'm good. Thank Great. You. What's your question? Um, see, I was going to ask. I always feel like I struggle with my turkey not being juicy enough. And um, last year I smoked it for the first time and everybody was happy with it. But to me, I just feel like it could have been, you know, juicier. And so I'm wondering if I should stuff it. And if I do stuff it, can I do that in the smoker? You know, or if you guys have other ideas on how to make a really nice juicy turkey, I would love to hear it. I, well, I don't think this, the I don't think this stuffing it makes it any juicier. I think the stuffing okay. of it doesn't have a factor in that. The only thing that does is maybe slow it down. You know, there's parts that don't get cooked, I think, as quickly if you have okay. a stuffed bird. Um, I don't, the smoking thing, I think is, it's, uh, how long are you doing it in the smoker? Well, if I, you know, I barely remember last year, yeah. but it was, I mean, I don't know. I think I put it in at like 4.30 in the morning or something and it was ready by like noon or whatever. And it was almost a 20 pound turkey. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just felt like it. Do you, did you dry rub it before you smoked it? Um, I brined it overnight with some kind of like mix pre-mix that I had bought from the store. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't really like have to do much with I'm it gonna, after, but I'm going to tell you not to brine it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I think yeah. you're drawing out a lot of that moisture and what happens in the smoking process yeah, it, is different than then, what happens yeah. in the roasting of the oven process. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a different kind of heat, and I think it's just going to be, I think, yeah, I think you should Pulling out too much moisture. Yeah. Okay. So just... Um, just rub it? Know, just rub it with stuff in the Yep, right before. And, yep. Rub it and smoke okay. it. Okay, but I still have to, like, rinse it out and stuff, right? Yes, like, yes. yes. I yep. would do that. Same prep. Like, just a, okay. okay. Okay, let us know how it works Yeah, Gila, let us know okay. how it goes. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, ladies. All right, thanks, you guys. For you guys listening, I want to see pictures yeah, on our Facebook page of Post your turkeys. Up. Post them up. All right, we have Kim on the line. Hi, Kim. What's up, Kim? Hi. I, um, I'm considering brining my turkey this year. Okay. And the and when I was starting to learn a little bit about it, I discovered a dry brining process, and yes. I'd never heard of it before. Oh, yeah. So it, it seems much easier to me because I don't have a large enough refrigerator and I don't a want to cooler in the backyard and, and water. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to a set cooler. the stage for Stephanie answering your question. She has brought in all of her <laughs> parchment paper Thanksgiving maps that she uses each year. She has a I stack of them. I'll post a picture on our face on our Instagram because mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Right. I write out the entire menu and of what I'm doing. I do seating charts on it. I so do she notes. went right to her notes. But I remember I started the first time I've been doing the wet brine, you know, the black tea and the bourbon one. But then in 2017, yeah. 
which is titled, by the way, I give every Thanksgiving a title to a theme title. This is titled Anything Can Happen. Um, <laughs> this year, it looks like I did the dry brine and I said it was, and my notes on how it went said it was rocking and that the, the bird was super juicy. And I remember doing dry brine last year, too, and being very happy with it. So, okay. And you all you want to do with that is you just, it's like a salt rub and you kind of want to let it, and you want to do a dry brine for at least 24 hours, I think, before you start cooking. Okay. Fantastic. And then do I rinse it like I would a normal brine? And then you don't, dry it? I don't know. I wouldn't rinse it, actually. Mm-mm. You just stick it. You just, that's all you need to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. Good luck. All right. We have Seneva on the line. Hi. Hi. Did I say your name right? Yes. I'm just calling in to give thanks for good service. We went to Prieto uh, for happy hour on Monday. Yeah. And Julian was working the bar, and he was absolutely phenomenal. Yay! Gratitude for service. I love it. Prieto in Lynn Lake, right? Yes. And all their tacos are on their happy hour from 2 to 6, and they were all good, but that smoked brisket taco. This is a summer to stay connected locally. From the pandemic to protest to the upcoming election, there is so much information to take in. And on PodMN, you can access hundreds of Minnesota-made podcasts on one app. Current events, health information, political talk. Plus, you'll find podcasts about sports, true crime, and more. PodMN also comes with listener rewards. In July, you can win gift cards to local restaurants, shops, and more just for listening. Download PodMN on your phone's app store or learn more by visiting PodMN.com. Minnesota podcasts live here.